Hello and welcome to another episode of I Could Never Be Here on Popcorn Talk. Happy Monday to you. Happy, if you're listening to it later in the week, happy Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. We're starting out with Manic Monday, though, because it is a crazy Monday. A lot of people, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know what Manic meant listening to the song until I actually looked it up. I'm not sure if a lot of the younger generation knows what it means either. It means crazy. It means hectic, and you know that's what a lot of people face on Monday. That's what a lot of people face the other days of the week, too, especially if you're trying to pursue a career, you're trying to get ahead, you're working long hours, you know, faced with a lot of competition, and that's why you're here, maybe to get some motivation, some inspiration. And we have a fantastic guest today to be able to provide just that. She is an award-winning international actress who has conquered a lot of the film festivals and your latest product right now. Someday is currently in consideration for a lot of those festivals. Please welcome Catherine Castro. Hola. Hola. Thank you for having me. So you're in hola, Spanish, and you speak several languages. Yes, I do. Spanish, English. Spanish, English, French, uh, Portuguese, uh, some Arabic. Is it like is so it like online wine? Arabic? Marhaba. So is it like what? What's next? What's the next language? Um, well, I've always said that I'd I'd like to learn at least two more languages because I don't feel that what I know is enough. You don't feel that no fa- five no yeah is I don't, enough. No, I think I need two more. So what's next? Mandarin. Mandarin probably is Mandarin. The most spoken language in the world. In the world, of course, because of the population. Yes. Probably Mandarin. I have good relationship with some. Uh, China, Chinese mm-hmm. film industry. Mm-hmm. So that's important. And um, I don't know, maybe Italian, just because Italian's it's a romance good. language and, yeah. you know, as Spanish and French and Portuguese. So is, it flu- is language. The, the language that you have now fluent? They are fluent, except for, I would say, except for the Arabic. Mm-hmm. Not quite fluent, but I understand and I can, you know, defend. We say in Spanish, me puedo defender. I can defend myself. <laughs> <laughs> you mean in Spanish is yo hablo espanol poquito. Tu hablas. I- Un poco de español, muy yeah. bien. Yeah, yeah. It means I speak a little Spanish. Uh, that three years in high school just wasn't enough to make it fluent. Uh, but, you know, let, let's stop talking uh, in Spanish. Let's talk Someday, which I I love the the movie plot, which is incredible. It is that it takes place on a 14-hour flight yes. from Australia to the U.S. Yes. And there's just a random meeting that turns yep. into something more. Kind of talk more about maybe. this and maybe how it how this kind of came about because we all travel every single day. Yes. Well, that's how the idea came about about five years ago. Um, I'm an actress, but also I like to produce. Mm-hmm. And I'm always, my brain is always off um, creating something. So sometimes, please, if you ever run into me and I don't see you, it happens to me a lot. It literally is because I'm, my brain is off somewhere creating <laughs> something. But because I travel a lot, I always thought that uh, one day I thought it was interesting that to make a movie about two people that meet on the plane and fall in love. And that, you know, romance or affair, which I would say like an affair of the minds, mm-hmm. would last as long as the, uh, the length of the flight. Fast forward to... So you pick the longest flight that there is, almost, <laughs> 14 hours. <laughs> well, that, I can't take credit for that. That's our amazing writer-director, J.S. Mayak. But um, fast forward to last year, I was on a flight and met this amazing human being who turned out to be a celebrity. And, of course, I did not know who he was. That's just me. Because 
I don't pay attention or whether he is a celebrity or not. I, I, I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. You know, when I connect with the human being, I connect with the human being. Mm-hmm. And he started talking with me. And um, he was like, you know, I know I know you. And I was like, no, no, I don't know you. Oh, what do you do? I'm an actress. Oh, maybe from there. I said, well, I'm not sure, but maybe. What do you do? Oh, I'm, you know, this and that. And, um, okay, well, what's your name? And he was stunned that I didn't know what his name was. And uh, I said, well, so let's say if your name is Michael. So, Michael, Hmm. uh, now we officially know each other. I'm Catherine Castro, and you are? Michael Klaus. Exactly. And but he didn't just say Michael Klaus. He said Michael Klaus. Like he was surprised that I didn't know who he was. And hmm. then when he said his name, I was like, "Oh yes, I know who you are." No, dude, we've never met. Yeah. But you know, well, it's, it's also like you, you, a name and a face. They're two different things. I mean, you can hear about someone a yes. lot, but to remember their name on the spot—that's remember their what they look like on the spot. That's not common. And also, well, someone like me, like I just don't pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. So I and think, you're not expecting to meet them on an airplane. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that was what allowed us, enable us to have just a nice conversation. It was originally a six-hour flight, and we spent the entire flight talking. Um, it looked like we knew each other from, you know, years and years. Wow. People would come up and ask them for autographs, and um, it was just a really nice connection. We, we, we connected on every level, especially on an intellectual and spiritual level. Talked about all things you can imagine, relationships, breakups, um, mm-hmm. sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and after I walked out of my flight, we, we landed to where we're going. Um, I said, wait a minute. This is kind of like that idea that I had <laughs> that I wanted to make a movie about. It was, it was surreal. Mm-hmm. So one of the beauties of social media is that um, I posted on on one of, I think it was Facebook, does anyone know a script writer? And J.S., who's an award-winning writer, director, talented, I mean, I can't even explain, uh, I'm, I'm at losses war, of war, words mm-hmm. of saying how talented he is, um, reached out to me and he said, hey, Kat, um, I'm a writer, I can help. And then Right then and there, I said, yes. I had worked with them. We met um, working on a pilot, mm-hmm. and his pilot. And um, I knew he would be perfect, and he wrote the script. And when he wrote it, it was mind-blowing. It was just beautiful. It was exactly what I was looking for. Um, and it's just a beautiful story. I, awesome. And it's now, in, you said it's in consideration for a number of film festivals? Yes. It's in consideration of, you know, our top film festivals, Sundance, nice. Tribeca. Um, we're really excited. We're really excited to share this with the world. And we had an amazing crew, an amazing cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the colors are so beautiful. It's it's a stunning film. What's the waiting game like right now? Because you submitted it. Everything is off your hands. Yes. What is the, what is the waiting game? Well, um, after you submit, I would say that some festivals we will start hearing sometime early December, mm-hmm. others next year. So is the next month relax or stress? 
I've learned how to relax. <laughs> like, you know, again, you, you do that's your not, thing, and then you just have to let it go. That sounds like I've learned via trial and error and by experience how to relax. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And that's and isn't that life, though? Isn't that oh, how yeah. it is? Yeah, absolutely. So, But we're both very excited. We're all excited about this movie. It's, it's visually uh, such a beautiful um, artistic piece. Top of the line, uh, you know, crew or DP, again, JS, I cannot talk, mm-hmm. you know, enough about him, uh, how talented he is, and, and that we shared the same vision. He understood where I was coming from, and then he added his own, you know, experience. Because mm-hmm. the idea is anyone can connect with someone that they never met before. It doesn't have to be on the flight. It could be on the flight. It could be... Uh, you know, buying on a bus, buying a train, buying tickets to watch a movie. So anyone can relate to it. That's the beauty of it. What is it about you know, being on a plane? You know, you strike up a conversation, you feel like you can maybe get to know someone or that you're connected and you, you share a lot. What is it maybe about those situations that makes people want to open up? Well, I think in, in our case, um, the configuration of the plane is one seat in the window, two seats in the middle, and one seat in the window. Okay. So we just both happen to be sitting on on the middle seat. Mm-hmm. And because we're sitting next to each other, even though there's a big space uh, be- between us, we're next to each other. So it almost felt like it. we had like our own little cabin. It's mm. the big 777 yeah. uh, plane. So the two uh, seats, it, it's on first class. Yeah, yeah. So it's very, it seems like you're on this own little bubble with this person. And I think the fact that I didn't know who he was, and quite frankly, I could care less. Yeah. Allowed us to both just open up. And, and I think in a plane, because you're just another passenger, mm-hmm. and I'm just another passenger, you can talk about whatever you want, because more than likely, you're not ever going to see each other again. Mm-hmm. Or you probably will. But more likely than not, you, you know, you won't cross paths again. So there's no harm in, you know, talking, sharing your deepest secrets, because what is this, you know, person going to do? Nothing. Yeah, I feel like it's one of the few times that everyone is on an even playing field starting out. You're all going to the same place. Yes. You're all sitting in the same seat, yep. eating the same terrible airline food. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's very few times can you have that, where you, you start out and you have something immediately connected with someone. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you, you put it perfectly. You're both on the same, you know, level. You're both sitting mm-hmm. together. Again, you're just two human beings, you know, connecting. Yeah. And that's what we all want when we meet someone and we just want to connect. It's very rare, um, I find here at least in Los Angeles, that when people talk with you that they look at you in the eyes. I, when I talk with someone, I make eye contact. And I guess some people find it intimidating. Um, but that's how you connect. You know, and you want that. Whether it's a friend someone that you don't know, you want to be able to have a profound conversation and find things that you have in common and forget about, you know, your everyday life and what you have to do for work or what I have to do for work. Mm -hmm. You just want to be, you know, you. Yeah. That's why I actually, that's one of the main reasons I love flying. Uh, It's recently now, obviously you can get internet and everything else, but I love the fact that you're there and you have to you can't be checking your social media your twitter your instagram your facebook any news you are there and it almost in our crazy hectic lifestyles our manic lifestyles putting that word to use as much as i can 
it forces you to relax and it forces you yes. to take a step back. Yes. And I love that. Well, and also, I mean, now some airlines do offer Wi-Fi mm-hmm. for internet, but even when they do, I don't, I don't ever get them. And I, funny thing, I rarely talk with people when I'm on a flight. Uh, believe it or not, I am quite shy. <laughs> and um, for me, when I'm on a flight, um, what I do the moment I get on the plane and 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 Anuel that works with me is is here with us can tell you that mm-hmm. I fall asleep right away. Nice. It's like the moment for me to really disconnect. A lot and... of people are jealous of that fact right now. Listening, <laughs> <laughs> I just like there's something about I guess the sound of the engine for me for my brain sounds like binaural beats or like white mm-hmm. noise. It just relaxes me, so um, I fall asleep right away. But This was like one of those rare occasions that I've spent the whole flight talking with this other person, uh, this man that, and and we couldn't, we just couldn't stop talking. Mm -hmm. It was really nice. Absolutely. I know you were a writer of sorts. Obviously it was your, you you hired a writer, but I mean, it was your kind of story. So you, you are a writer on Sunday as well. I know, like you said, you like to produce. What is it, you know, about kind of doing it all, being able to act, produce, write. What is it about that that you love? Um, Well, I I can't say that I can do it all. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can say that with the years that I've been doing what I'm doing, um, you've been enough time on set that you learn how things work. It, It becomes... For me, it's almost like common sense and just having a natural business um, instinct. But I think it's also about surrounding yourself with the right team. Um, For instance, yes, the story is mine, but I'm not a writer, so I made sure, and and, and thanks to social media that we reconnected (laughs) again, I found myself the best writer. And we put together the best DP, you know, just the best crew, the best actor. We had gone through so many actors and it didn't work. And we just then found the right person. So it really is being, you know, successful in some a project to look good and, and the end product to look good. It really isn't about me because I can't do it all and I don't know it all. It really is about surrounding yourself with the best at what they do and let them do their work because that's why they're there. Yeah. And I think that's the, the secret of it. I think that's hard for a lot of people to maybe give up that control. Oh, very easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> Was it always easy? Um, when I know that I have the right person, um, you know, the person that's qualified, yes, absolutely. When I have doubts, I've had moments where I thought I had the right person on something else and it wasn't the right person. Then... I take my actress hat off and put my producer's hat on and I step in. But in the case of Sunday, I was so fortunate that, you know, my director was on board since the beginning and believed in it. And then he brought in on board our DP who loved the story. And that's also very important. Not only surround yourself with the best of what they do, but also they need to be as passionate as you are yeah. about the story and love it as much as you do and be able to relate. So everyone that worked with us loved the story, loved working with JS and with myself, and they were passionate about it and they were happy to be on set. I mean, we ran into some of the a crew member about two weeks after filming and they literally told us that 
our set was actually one of the most enjoyable sets that they had ever been in. Wow. So that just made me happy. Yeah. And that's what keeps you going. The 14-hour flight that's in someday from Australia to L.A., a lot shorter than your journey to L.A. (laughs) Growing up in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. Yes. Coming here, what was the what was that like? You know, we'll start out. What was that like growing up in the Dominican Republic and in Santo Domingo? In Santo Domingo, that's where I was born and raised. Um, my childhood is I, I've always traveled. I come from a military and mm-hmm. diplomat family, so I was born in the Dominican Republic. By the age of two, I was living in Alabama. My dad was taking a course, at, as I was explaining, at the Montgomery Air Force. Went back to the DR. When I was five, we went to Alexandria, Virginia. He was assigned uh, to the Dominican Embassy in Washington, D.C. So for that, I'm very grateful because that opened my eyes um, to a world that I wasn't aware of. And it got me connected to what got me into acting originally uh, and performing, which is dancing. When -hmm. I was five years old, I had an issue of... uh, balance and coordination so I would walk two steps and fall down and my parents took me to the doctor to the pediatrician and they he said your daughter's perfectly fine this can be um fixed if you put her in dance lessons hmm. and so I took ballet jazz tap dancing gymnastics and um our teacher sometimes would do like movie nights and they would play us some some you know the old Hollywood musicals and I can remember, like today, when I saw Grease. Of course, Grease had been out, you know, for years, but this is the first time I'm seeing this. And I saw that they were singing, dancing, and all this you can also do, like, be put in a movie. Yeah. I was like, this is mind-blowing. <laughs> like, seriously, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. Before that, and, did you think that you would have to choose one career path? Um, before that, I, I wasn't, I never even thought about it. I hmm. never thought about it until that moment when I saw everything put together at five years old, I knew. Now, mind you, I was always like the performer in my family. When I was, you know, two years old, three years old, people, because I'm the only girl, so people would come hmm. to my house and I would be, everyone would be like, oh, where's the girl? Where's the little girl? So I was always like dancing for them. So I remember this. Mm-hmm. But I would say that being in dance lessons, uh, ballet and gymnastics, and, and doing uh, solo routines uh, on stage, that's when I really knew that this is what I have to do for the rest of my life because I felt that, that my spirit was soaring. I felt like, and I get goosebumps, I felt that I wow. was in heaven. Yeah. Literally. What, what's the culture like for that in Santo Domingo? I mean, far as the entertainment industry being able to, because at the foundation of singing, dancing, and acting is acting. Yes. To be able to be in movie and then to be able to do the other two. What What's the kind of culture like in the Dominican Republic in Santo Domingo for that? Um, well, when I returned to the Dominican Republic after living in, mm-hmm. in Virginia. You were there in Virginia from five until nine. Until nine. Yeah. So returning to the Dominican Republic was a big cultural shock because I, I couldn't do tap dancing anymore. No one gave tap dancing lessons. Mm. Um, everything just felt completely different. Uh, yeah, even the gymnastics studios, um, everything was just different. And I felt for a moment sad because I felt that I couldn't, I wasn't going to be able to have that 
outlet where I could continue expressing myself. Um, and back then, the you know, there wasn't a real film industry. So I, I can say that I was some years away from the entertainment industry itself. I continued, you know, ballet. Um, I continued with jazz, but tap dancing was really my thing and gymnastics. And um, You can only do so much on your own. Exactly. You can only do so much on your own. And um, at some point, I, you know, I let it go. I did work in the um, entertainment industry as a TV hostess. I, mm-hmm. I, I got my degree, my bachelor's degree in um, social communications, mm-hmm. journalism. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it wasn't where I, it wasn't, it wasn't giving me that creative outlet that I needed with my entire body. And I just decided you know, I got my degree. I got this. I that's where I, where I learned French. I was about to go to Paris to work at the Dominican Embassy in Paris, uh, my favorite city in the world. And I said, no, you know what? Paris is not going anywhere. I was going to get my master's degree in international relations and follow the footsteps of my dad and be mm-hmm. a diplomat. And I, something inside me, it, you know, the more you run from something, the more it comes to haunt you. And I just. In my gut, I felt, you know what, I need to follow, you know, my instinct and my calling. This is my calling. Mm -hmm. And I left everything, and I decided to come to Los Angeles. Mind you, I didn't know anyone in Los Angeles. I had never been in Los Angeles. I didn't know where to live or where to start, but... You'd never been here before, and this was your first move, when you just just packed everything up and moved here. Yep, that's how it happened. I just packed everything. Uh, I looked up online um, where it could be, you know, the right school. I'm, I'm, I think as an actress, as an artist, mm-hmm. I'm someone that functions a lot on the instinctual level. Um, not that I rely everything on instincts, but I, I do follow my instincts a lot. And I go with it. And I think as actors, we must because society has taught us how to... Um, shut down this and just, you know, do what you're being told. It's like, no, 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 I, I don't think this is right. And I just happened to find, you know, a, a school that I thought was great and where to live. I, you know, tried it out. I stayed here for three months. And then I went back to Dominican Republic and I'm like, yep, I'm going back to Los Angeles. This is what I'm going to do. What was your mindset moving to L.A. that first time? Was it excitement? Was it fear? Was it... Something else? Uh, There was never fear. There was never fear because I knew inside, again, on an instinct and on my spirit knew, my soul Mm -hmm. knew that I was doing the right thing. So there was never fear. Uh, I would say that for me, I came with a sense of curiosity more Mm -hmm. than anything. What am I going to find? Who am I going to meet? Who are the friends that I'm going to make? How am I going to get familiarized with the area? Uh, driving here was um, difficult um, AF. <laughs> I think that's a great way to put the driving in L.A., yeah. Um, that was a big shock. Uh, the Going in and exiting the freeways, boy, I cannot tell you how many times I got lost. <laughs> One point, because the exits here on freeways are like, oh, oh, wait, oh, I... <laughs> That was the exit. I missed it. So I got back where I was staying at one point at 3 o'clock in the morning. I was driving that long. Wow. And what do you, I mean, is there, <laughs> is there times of doubt at that point? Or like, 
man, I, I wish it was. I wish it was easier. Um, not at that point. I think the doubts come when, uh, in my case, again, being from the Dominican Republic, being from another country, you have already everything against you. I had mm-hmm. to, you know, work uh, with getting all my legal documentation in order in order to be able to stay here and work here. So that's the first big hurdle and obstacle. For people who don't know, that's a that's a green card. Uh, initially, a green card. Yep. Yes. Work permit, you know, green card, and then whenever you, you know, qualify, um, become a U.S. citizen. Mm -hmm. I became a U.S. citizen. Congratulations. Thank you. That was, I have to say, that was the most, everything is exciting, acting is exciting, but that was the most exciting, and and I get teary right now. It was the most emotional day in my life. I could not believe that it was going to be that emotional because it's almost like suddenly... (laughs) <laughs> it's like everything you you went through to get there mm-hmm. it's like a relief it's like wow it's you know it was it was worth it yeah and i did it so um i knew that nothing can stop me the only person that can stop me is myself so if i continue if i believe enough in myself then I can do anything. Because, you know, Michael, if you don't believe in yourself, then who will? It's true. Right? Yeah, you have to be the first person no matter what, in everything that you do. Yes, and you have to be passionate about yourself and what you're doing and believe in it. And sure enough, you will find uh, the people, you will be in alignment with the people that resonate with that and that will also believe in you and will also say, hey, you know what? I want to work with you. Was it a challenge coming here from the Dominican Republic and trying to find people that are willing to work with you or being willing to take the risk on you Absolutely. as someone who's coming? I mean, you, you've done all this work to get here, but there's still several more hurdles in maybe convincing other people. Absolutely. Well, the thing in my case, um, I am from the Dominican Republic, but then casting, unfortunately, is still very much stereotype. Hmm. And... Um, and there's a wonderful documentary by some friends of mine um, that they talk about this casting by. I you know if you ever saw the documentary, mm. it, it's an amazing documentary. But this is how casting um, started. How casting was revolutionized. They would create, find the the like the type, so the Latina type or the pin girl type or mm. you know the blue collar type. And in my case, um, and that you know changed and. You can see that in the documentary. In my case, I'm Latina. I don't look Latina. I'm Dominican. I, I don't look Dominican. I've auditioned for Dominican, and they're like, yeah, but, you know, you're not you're Dominican, not Dominican enough. enough. And I'm <laughs> like, this is people. This is the real deal. Yeah. This is what a one of the Dominican persons look like. Yeah. This is what we look like. Not all of us, but this is... A Dominican, the real deal, deal yeah. born and raised. I came from the island here. You can't get any more real than that. But they have this, this idea of what a Dominican or a Latino or a French or anything should look like. And that, for me, has always, I, I think still to this day, um, been a little bit of a challenge. But mm-hmm. again, I've been able to put myself in a position where I'm not just an actress. I also... Am someone that I have learned through the years uh, how things work and how to create my own products. 
So, and I think all actors should venture into producing and see, you know, if they like it. I think um, most people will find it very fun. Yeah, it's almost, you know, especially in today's culture, you almost have to do that. You, you said you have to, to be able to separate yourself. People want to know that you can not only do your craft, mm-hmm. but also be a content creator as well. Absolutely. I mean, it, it gives you more power, but I think the Internet has revolutionized, you know, mm-hmm. the way um, filmmaking is made today, The who you cast. I mean, now, of course, today we hear a lot about, you know, the influencers, but it's not just about that, is that when you create a product, a movie, as an actor, what you're doing is reaching out to the audience and making friends with them. And they feel that they know you and they connect with you. Mm-hmm. So the internet has given that, has breached the gap, basically, yes. between uh, the actor and the audience. So by you creating your own content and also creating something that that is tailored for yourself and that is breaking the stereotype where you can show other parts of you i think it's very empowering yeah. and you're also by that educating you know humanity and society that even if you're a latina or or not a latina an american that you we all come in different shapes and colors and sizes mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we're all just human beings. Absolutely. And I think that works for like for acting. I think that works for hosting, creating the show. Absolutely. I think it works for, for business, you to be able to maybe create your own business and be yeah. able to do that. We were talking a little bit before the show. I, one of the maybe biggest challenges that any actor or actress faces is hearing the word no. And yep. obviously, you know, you said you face that a lot in coming here mm-hmm. and people say oh you don't look dominican enough you maybe don't fit this talk about what that culture is of maybe hearing that and what is that like hearing that on a daily basis well um that's one of the first lessons that you learn when you're in this industry when you're an actor and it takes time but you have to learn how to not take the rejection personal. Mm-hmm. And you can ask, well, how can you not take it personal? Because it's you. You get <laughs> to feel like they're rejecting you. Yeah. No, not really. There are a lot of you know, things that come into play when they're selecting an actor, um, where they're going with the final choice. I mean, I've gotten uh, feedback from phenomenal casting directors where they love my work. She's great. She's amazing. She's, she's a phenomenal actress. But, you know, we went with someone else. It takes time to, you know, separate yourself from that. Because also, when you go in a room and audition, it's like when you are in a studio filming. You're not just auditioning. You, you put in the same amount of preparation and work for an audition, you know, as yeah. the same work that you, when you're filming. Because you, you have nothing. And you, so you, to be able to get that. So you have to give life to this character and walk in. And it's, it's, it's every time you, you know, you go into an audition, it's like you're, you, you just shot a movie. You're, you just did a performance and, and walk out of there. You gave you your all and walk out of there. So it takes some time to understand that it's not a rejection to you. It's not personal. And, um, and, and not to let the insecurities creep in because then you start thinking, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not, you know, Latina enough in my case. (laughs) 
Now, you know, I don't really have a Latina accent. Now I need to work on, you know, having a, you know, a Latino accent. There are a lot of things that you start for a moment doubting yourself and kind of, you know, that other side of you, what I would call like the negative side of you can come in and say, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you're right. You're not good enough, cat. You know, you have to sign that for you to like move on. And I don't, I don't ever let myself defeat myself. I, I, I've always said I'm one that to keep going, I'm, I don't take no for an answer. I, I'm unstoppable. But it's hard. It's hard because you have to do all your audition, give your best, and then just let that go. If you book it, great. If you don't, you know what? You've met new casting directors. You've met new people. You've caused a great impression. You just never know. I was going to say, have you faced that doubt? Maybe in your, like you said, you're facing no. And, you know, again, I've, I've, I host a motivational show, and there are several times, um, you know, where you, you have that, and you're like, man, am, am I getting ahead enough? Am I doing enough? And you've had that doubt. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that, um, I don't think that happens to me anymore, except for the languages where I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I need to learn at least two more languages because mm-hmm. I feel that <laughs> that will kind of like entertain my brain. My brain starts getting like happy. Yeah. Um, but yes, we, I think we all as human beings, it's our nature, uh, to doubt that we're not doing enough. So there's also something called, which I read about in business, and I guess in this, like the imposter syndrome, mm. where you're good and you're getting all this praise and people are saying, you know, that you were amazing, you know, we love you. And sometimes you feel that you don't deserve that recognition. You feel like, well, do, do I deserve this? <laughs> because huh. It's weird. Yeah. On one side, if they reject you, you're like, oh, man. But then if they tell you, oh, my God, that was great, you're like, okay, was it really great? Are they just trying to be nice with me? Um, I don't know. But, wow. but that, usually, that usually happens, um, I guess, for what I read. Uh, I'm not talking about myself mm-hmm. here, but from what I read, the imposter syndrome usually happens to people that are actually qualified and talented and that they, the little insecurity, you know, creeps in that yeah. they are imposters because half of the time we really don't know what we're doing. We're, mm-hmm. just, we're just going with it. You're, you're trying to give them what they want. To a certain extent, and you're guessing to that extent when you when you're going in an audition, they're like, "Oh, we want you to play this character." You're thinking, "How this is how I would play, but how would they want it to be played?" Because I want to be able to get the role in their eyes too. Well, yes, but also if you think about how they would want it to be played, then then you start being authentic to yourself, That's and true. you would stop listening to your instinct. I think with acting, because. Our instrument is our body. Mm-hmm. You have to utilize all of your senses, including your instincts. And I think a lot of it, besides the preparation that you make, that you go through, a lot of it is channeling um, a human being. So, um, yes, both both things come in. But I, I think if you try to please everyone, try to please the casting director, then at the end of the day, you won't be authentic to yourself and... Then you will just be like any other actor that walks in the room. I think you have to stay true to yourself. But I think that's something that we've all been through as actors that, okay, I want to please this casting director. I want to do it how they would like it. Mm -hmm. But no, they don't even know what they're looking for. That's why they're, you know, holding auditions. That's true. Because they will know it when they see it. I want to talk about uh, something that I think a lot of people face 
pressure for mm-hmm. or maybe overthink. And I, especially in your case, I mean, you have a lot of social media presence. Uh, coming up on, you know, 470,000, I think, on Instagram oh and like 70,000 on Twitter. And, you know, it seems like the biggest rat race nowadays where people want to gain the followers and be able to get the comments and the likes. Do you find pressure in that? Or is that something that you think about? Or like, what am I going to post today? What would people want to see to be able to maybe draw in more people to be able to build your brand? Um, I would. I, I can say that maybe I used to think about it when I started hearing that uh, casting directors and producers would ask um, my team at the time, okay, how many followers does this person have? Because if you think about it, if it's for a movie, if I have, let's say... 477 or almost half yeah. a million. For them, this is free advertising. Oh, yeah. For them, this is a free audience that they don't have to put the extra money or pay for because those are half a million people that are going to go watch any movie that Catherine Castro is in. Half a million is the, half the population of Santa Domingo. So, uh, Well, no, no. Of Santa Domingo. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But... Um, I used to not like social media again because I'm very private and I am shy. But what I found out is that within social media, I have made great friends um, that also support me, that we support each other. Um, We have been able to do amazing things um, in, in the case of the recent earthquake in Mexico and the hurricanes and, mm-hmm. you know, in Puerto Rico, even in the Dominican Republic, thanks to the help of social media, we were able, working together, um, to get help out. Uh, for instance, my friends in Mexico, I was talking about this last week, they created a, a group uh, on WhatsApp, and they added me to it, even if I'm not, you know, in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And they would, because a lot of fake news was coming out, sometimes mm-hmm. people take advantage of... Um, Natural Situa- disaster yeah, situations. Oh, yeah. Create to- fake GoFundMe. Exactly. Yeah, all the time. And they said in Mexico, you know what? Why don't we all just create this and we're going to do a post and we're going to call it Mexico Tiempo, the hashtag Mexico Tiempo Real, Mexico Real Time. Nice. And we were all posting. We were all posting this constantly in our IG stories and our Twitter. And believe it or not, that created a movement of all these people coming from everywhere, going on site and helping the people that needed help and help awesome. excavate and help, you know, find people that were still alive and stuck in the same with Dominican Republic. But through social media, people have been able to raise funds and, you know, the basic needs like food, you know, water and send over to Puerto Rico and even into the Dominican Republic. So, Originally, social media was something about, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me. I think right Mm -hmm. now it's a tool where you get to actually connect with another human being. Again, going back to how the internet has bridged the gap between the artist, the human being, or the actor, and uh, the audience. You want, they want to feel like that, that they're your friends, that they really know you. So I think we can use it as something positive instead of saying or thinking of it as like, oh my God, I need to get all these followers. Oh my God, I don't have enough followers. Oh my God, all these girls are posting, you know, photos with, (laughs) you know, bikinis and this and I have to do the same thing. No, 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 no. That's not where I'm going. Uh, I think I know myself enough of what I want to do and how I want to communicate. I don't think about anymore like, what am I going to post today? It has to be something natural that I really Mm -hmm. feel. 
And um, so that for me is a positive side of social media. And I think that's so true. Again, I think that that's something that so many people struggle with on a day-to-day basis. And they're, you know, they're, they're buying comments and buying likes and yes. buying all that stuff yes. just to try to get ahead and be able to maybe see that as a status symbol. But like you're saying, that, that it's almost a fake status symbol. Well, but at the end of the day, let's say you have one million, half a million, whatever, and so what? Mm-hmm. What what are you doing with that? Are you making a difference? Are you helping someone? Are you yes. have do you have a positive impact on someone's, you know, life? Or are you making them feel insecure because they don't look like you? So how are you utilizing mm-hmm. this? At the end again, for me, it all comes down to we're the same. We're two human beings, or you know, we're just human beings. So let's just use this to celebrate um, you know, people's success to help out, and also, of course, show the world what we're doing. And, of course, you gain support. That's amazing when you see people out of other parts of the world. When they reach out to you, they're like, oh, my God, I am such a fan. I love what you're doing. That's just, it's very touching. And this is how you know that you really have to be careful in the stuff that you post because you are creating an impact. So if I'm going to create an impact, I want it to be positive. Awesome. I love hearing that. I, I, that is amazing to hear. Switching, you know, to a lot of your uh, content, especially when you were first getting here and even, you know, someday it's, it's independent films, mm-hmm. uh, getting them in, you know, film festivals, winning awards there. We certainly live in a society that is all about maybe big blockbuster films and all that jazz and, oh, I want to be able to, you know, make the most money and blah, blah, blah. How do you measure success? in independent films in a world when people are all about It's about box office. Yeah. Um, Well, it it is a business, but I think success at the end of the day, um, on a human level, on a personal level, success is when you wake up every morning and you get to do what you love and you're passionate about. Hmm. And that's it. That for me is success. I am here. I feel that I am in a privileged position that I'm able to be here and dedicate my time fully to my passion, which is acting and, and now also producing projects, producing my own projects. Mm-hmm. I'm passionate about it. How many people can say that they have the luxury of doing that? So I think for to me that is success. Awesome. That you created that you've created a movie, the fact that you put it together, that it took a year and a half from the writing the script to the scouting to um, casting to putting the team together to get the final product itself, that's a success. Absolutely. How many movies get, you know, start filming and they never end it? Mm-hmm. Or how many people out there are doing things that they don't even want to be doing? So that for me, that's how I measure success. No, I, am I, I happy? Love that. Am I doing something that I like? Am I being creative? And am, am I able to create an impact with this product that I've, that I've created? With everything that you've done, the the various projects, you know, moving from Dominican Republic mm-hmm. to the U.S. back and now to L.A. and just the, your travels and all the things you overcome, what advice do you have for other people? And, it, you know, especially in, a, in an industry where so many people are kind of facing obstacles and mm-hmm. hearing all those no's and even in a world right now that we're very focused on immigrants and it's a challenge for anyone coming here from yes. any other country. Yes. What advice do you have for them to be able to keep going? Well, I would say that 
more than anything, how much do you want it? How much do you believe in it? And, um, and how passionate are you about it? Because that will tell you really if you want to continue or not. If this is something that you think about every single day, dream about every single day, eat, you know, sleep, think that's what it has to be like that. Like there's nothing else for you in the world than that. That's what's going to keep you going. So I would say don't ever take no for an answer. And don't think you're going to be an overnight sensation. Because overnight sensations, mm-hmm. by the way, can take 14, 15, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, and people so- <laughs> who are an overnight star that I... It's, you know... Yeah, they, they don't exist. Exactly. So I would say if you're real, if this is really what you want, you know, continue, go for it, continue educating yourself, continue... Um, being becoming a better actor, gain new um, abilities, learn how to play an instrument, learn how to dance. Like for some day, I learned how to dance tango. I had never danced tango in my life. So anything that can add value to yourself um, as an actor, but at the end of the day, as a human being, do it. But just don't take no for an answer and go for it. But again, it has to be something that you have to you know, go to bed with it, be married to it. When yeah. people say I'm married to my job, it's true. You have to be, be married to it, dream about it, think about it, uh, dream about it, talk about it. It has to be your everything. It has to uncover your entire being. Yeah, and that's the definition of passion, and that's what yep. you got to have. Yeah, passion. Well, fuego. Fu- <laughs> fuego, fire. Fue- I knew Fuego. <laughs> Thank you, well, good. Spanish teacher from those three years <laughs> in high school. That's a great way, I think, to, to finish it off. A great inspiration to lead people on. Uh, at the end of the show, I always play a game with people. So Uh-oh. just to kind of you know, bring it up in a, in a positive spirit, maintain. Okay. So today our game is Deception or Dominican. Ooh. So I'm going to ask you some questions about the Dominican Republic or... See, see what your knowledge is. How, how are you feeling going in? You pretty Let's confident? Let's go in, yeah. You, you think you know everything? I don't think I know everything. <laughs> I, would, I would be very uh, ignorant to say that I know everything. All right. Well, I, I'm not going to try to stump you, <laughs> but we'll see what I can get. All right. Without further ado, we'll start. I'm going to start off maybe with an, easy, with an easy one on deception or Dominican. The Dominican Republic is the oldest country in the Americas. Dominican. Dominican, that's true. Very true. It was landed. That's where Christopher Columbus first yep. landed in uh, 1492. We have the first cathedral in America. We mm-hmm. have the first university in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we are. I, sometimes I give a little lesson to people when they call. I mean, not to be insulting, but when they call this country America, I'm like, uh, no, 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 no. This is not America. This is the United States of America, US of A. All right. Next question The Dominican Republic is the largest island in the Caribbean. Deception. Do you know what the, the first one is? Cuba. Wow. You're good. That All right. Two for two. Um, the Dominican Republic is the only country in the world to have a picture of the Bible on its flag. Hmm. That's a tricky one. I would say Dominican. It's true. It is Dominican. <laughs> the only one. That's, that's even something that I didn't know. Yeah. You got to zoom in. It's right in the center. Yes, yeah, right. It's right in the center, and it has um, what we call a school nacional with some laurels and some, you know, swords and yes. Nice, yes. nice. All right, I gotta, I gotta see what I can get here. Uh, the Dominican Republic is the second most visited country in the Caribbean. 
the second most visited country in the Caribbean, Deception. Deception is the most. Dang it, you're yeah. knocking this out of the park. I'm Dominican, baby. <laughs> um, here's going to test uh, your, your moving knowledge okay. from Virginia. We're going to go, uh, the Dominican Republic has a population just smaller than Virginia. Hmm. Virginia. Just smaller? Yeah, so the Meaning. Dominican Republic has a population just smaller than Virginia. Than Virginia. I would say Virginia. Just Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. We're not going just, to Washington. Just the state of Virginia. Mm, deception? It's deception. <laughs> wow! Five for five. There you go. You are... And they said you weren't Dominican enough. Right? This... On this one here, you're not Dominican. You don't look Dominican. Baby, yo soy Dominicana. Okay? Yo soy, that means I'm... I am Dominican. I feel like I mean, I'm a U.S. citizen as well. I'm a proud U.S. citizen as well, but, you know. Excellent. Well, hey, in my book, you are Dominican perfecto. Gracias. That was good. That's what I got. There you go. Well, again, you're... Filmed someday, currently in Sundance consideration in uh, a number of others. Yeah, San Francisco, uh, yep. Santa Barbara, Tribeca. Awesome, awesome. Thanks. We wish you the best of luck Thank there. You. I know, again, incredible story, incredible. Uh, and to be able to follow you on social media, to be able to maybe get you to 500,000 on Instagram. Oh, at <laughs> official Catherine Castro. Yes. And then on Twitter, it's at Cast Castro. Cat Castro. Cat Castro. Only because with official. With two O's. With two O's. Because in the Dominican Republic, we, we use both last names. So I'm Castro Ortiz. And I didn't want to leave. You, you use your father's last name and your mother's. And I didn't want to leave my mom's last name out. So I no. made a Cat Castro O with a second O of Ortiz. I like it. Official Catherine Castro is too long. I couldn't do it on Twitter. But on oh. Facebook and Instagram, at official Catherine Castro. And on Twitter, at Cat Castro. Catherine with a K, not with a C. Absolutely. Go check her out. Go give her some fan love. We all need some fan love on Twitter and Instagram yeah. and social media nowadays where everyone's posting some negative stuff and throw in some shade spread some love spread you guys can follow love. me if you like this continue spreading love at the only mc on twitter on instagram if you guys are joining us on the live chat we appreciate you joining us every monday at 4 10 here on youtube on the popcorn talk if you're joining us on itunes spread some love like comment give us five stars rate us tell your friends we'd love to be able to share some positivity on these Manic Mondays. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you next week. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.